This is e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young. So welcome back then. This is e-commerce FM. I am Matt Young and this is Rob Carey. Hello, Rob. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. Have you had a good week? I have. Yeah, it's been a bit crazy, but all good. This is good news. So uh, kicking on now with show two, Rob tends to put together what we're going to be doing on each show. And and this week, your chosen topic is uh, basically how to choose the right e-commerce platform. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's an issue that a few of my clients are going through at the moment. And obviously, there's a few obvious answers about which platform you should use, but there's also lots of things to consider. So we're kind of talking about what you should weigh up with the advantages and disadvantages of uh, each option. Fantastic. So, I mean, basically, we'll get cracking then. And the obvious question then is, is first of all, can you explain to me what an e-commerce platform is, please? Sure. So an e-commerce platform is the software which runs your online shop. So it's what you upload your products to. It has the basket or cart functionality, which allows people to buy multiple items at once. You know, it processes the orders. Sometimes it manages your product inventory as well. And sometimes it creates customer accounts where people can log back in and see their past orders and save their details. So it's basically all the software which runs your online presence. So if I go to someone like Tesco's, that is an e-commerce platform where I can order my shopping, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. So what kind of options have we got for e-commerce platforms then? So there's two main routes which you can go down, which are self-hosted or SaaS, which stands for software as a service. The self-hosted option is where you download software, you install it on a server, you configure it yourself. The kind of uh, things that you do with Magento, WooCommerce, OpenCart and PrestaShop, which are a few of the major uh, offerings for that. There's also software as a service where you choose a platform or pay a monthly fee, but they host and manage it for you. So the most popular ones for this are Shopify, BigCommerce and for smaller sites, Wix and Squarespace. Yeah, I think I've heard of almost every single one of those that you've mentioned. So they're obviously, you know, they're they're out there and it's just understanding which option is right. So why would you choose self-hosted? Because isn't software as a service much easier? Yeah, it is definitely a lot easier. There are some downsides, though. Um, They don't accept everyone. So they have terms and conditions about which products you're allowed to sell and which ones you aren't. So if you're involved in things like alcohol or knives or even cosmetics, you might not be allowed to sell those on their platform. So you definitely need to check in advance to make sure that the products that you sell are allowed. They're also quite rigid because everyone gets the same software. So whilst you can customize the themes usually that make your shop look the way it does, or you can add plugins which add extra functionality, you can't really make any major changes to them. So it might not work if you have a existing inventory management system or you have offline systems for your retail stores that need to plug into your online store. It might not be possible using one of these software as a service options. It's also hard to add things like when Shopify first launched, they didn't have any blogging options. So a lot of Shopify stores had to create a subdomain of blog.storename.com in order to host their content. And of course, that's not great for SEO because it's almost like having two separate websites and also not great for user experience because there's two completely different identities that you've got there. Um, Word, uh, Shopify does have the option to do blogging now, but it's not as powerful or user-friendly as WordPress is. 
And also people are used to using technology such as WordPress. They might not be used to logging into a Shopify admin system and uploading a blog post in there. It can also be expensive sometimes for the really small stores. If you're only selling a few products a month, you might not be able to afford $100 a month in um, fees for having one of these software as a service platforms. Yeah, you've really got to make some money to make that to make that worthwhile. And it, for those, you know, the smaller independent guys, it's it's just not going to be uh, it's not going to be financial liable, is it really? So, what would uh, what should you consider when you're self hosting? So, self hosting can be good for small stores if you don't really mind having the software as it comes, so out of the box. But if you want to have a fully customized e commerce store, there's going to be a large upfront cost because you have to pay for programmers to create the store exactly how you want it. You, you don't have these monthly fees, but you do have this upfront cost. So all the features that you want added that aren't currently on there, you need to pay for those. The theme to create it, uh, the way it looks, you have to pay for that upfront. And even just setting it up, because a lot of these platforms are actually quite hard to set up. So you need to have someone uh, that manages that for you. And if you're looking at even a half-decent web host to host a Magento store, you're looking at at least $100 a month for that, whereas a Shopify store to get started is $29 a month. So it's not always the cheaper option. There's also issues such as what happens with downtime. You know, sort of if your website goes down, who do you call? Uh, how do you even know that it's down? You might need to look at maintenance contracts or support contracts from another company in order to make sure that your website stays up and stays running. And it's not even a simple case of having one of those uptime monitoring services where they just make sure that your home page is up. You need to make sure that all your product pages are working correctly, that they're showing the correct information, that the right prices are shown and that cart is working for you as well. So you can't just make sure that the home page loads also, sort of every feature that you add to it is another big upfront cost again. So you have to pay for that in advance before you actually reap the rewards from it. But it is fully flexible. It's totally in your control. And that's why so many companies go for the self-hosted option. I suppose if you're a bigger organization and you've got those budgets in place, then the, you know the bigger upfront costs aren't so much of an issue. Again, I guess it's down to uh, you know the, the small guys starting off. Uh, okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot then. So which e-commerce platform would you choose, Rob? I would probably go with Shopify just because of the simplicity and how powerful it is. You don't really even need any of the plugins or add-ons to make it better. It is just a fantastic platform out of the box, and it means that you don't have to worry about all those things that you do with a self-hosted platform. I mean, it's not perfect. There are some SEO issues that Shopify has. Uh, as I said before, the blogging functionality is quite weak. There's lots of prohibited products that you can't sell on there, such as like CBD, and you can't open a wine shop really on there and use their payment facility. And you're also locked in as well because it's quite hard to then migrate from Shopify over to another platform. Apart from that, it's really good. Uh, there's some great themes out there where you can just buy a theme from the Shopify website, uh, customize it, and you've got a website ready to go. And they've also got a really high converting checkout page as well. So that's really important for an e-commerce store to make sure that once people have chosen products, that there's no friction at all to get those people to get through to the checkout page and through to the confirmation. It's also got um, an integrated payment gateway for taking credit cards. Um, and they've got a point of sale system as well, which allows you to have retail stores use the same system as the e-commerce store. 
and things up as well like gift cards they've got fantastic uptime because it runs on amazon's uh, servers and they've also just launched a new shop app as well oh, now i've heard about this shop app um what's that all about tell me about that so it's shopify's way to compete with amazon really it's a, a b2c app so aimed at consumers where you can buy from any Shopify store in a single app and it allows you to do things like track your deliveries and manage your orders all in one place. So it's free for all Shopify websites to be uh, in this app and to have your products included and people can shop local as well. You know, you can look for stores which are near yourself so you can support local and it's trying to stop people just going straight to Amazon because obviously Amazon has such a huge range and people just used to go into a single place to buy all their things. Whereas with this shop app, you can do exactly the same, but you're supporting independent smaller merchants. And, you know, it's already installed on 16 million devices. Shopify did something quite sneaky by basically renaming and redeveloping an existing app that was already on all these 16 million devices so that it's instantly available for these people. And it's a great new market to attract new customers, people that might not know your brand, uh, especially if you have a retail store, which is near these customers. So basically, they're Shopify are trying to take on Amazon, are they? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, one of their big competitions, really, because uh, Amazon is a central place where people go to buy online. And Shopify is all about supplying the platform, which allows to buy online through independent merchants so you know so they do have competition between each others that's good I, I, you know obviously amazon seem to have quite a you know the, the market share so it's nice to see that other people are trying to take that on so okay uh, another question about you and your side of the business then so do, do your clients all use shopify Unfortunately not. Uh, <laughs> one client does. Uh, that's a small test project for quite a large uh, FMCG uh, company. They just wanted to use it because they know that it's really fast to get going. They can test their uh, idea of selling directly to consumers. And if it works, then they'll probably develop it out on Shopify and keep it on Shopify. But most of them use Magento. Uh, Magento does have a cloud option as well, which is similar to Shopify. So you don't have to manage the servers yourself. You can let Magento do it for you. Also, Shop uh, Magento is now owned by Adobe. So there's a lot of uh, brand loyalty there within uh, companies which already use Adobe products, uh, such as Adobe Analytics. It's very corporate friendly. And it's also a lot more flexible than Shopify is because of its existing roots in uh, being an off-the-shelf self-hosted product. It's great for like integrating into existing inventory systems. You're not so locked in because Magento can be installed on any servers. It's quite easy to migrate to and from, uh, keeping the URLs and design the same. Also, Magento uh, has bigger markups for the dev companies, which large companies tend to employ to create these e-commerce stores whereas Shopify it's very hard for these middlemen, these development companies to make money out of deploying websites on Shopify so Magento is a really good platform it'll be my second choice after Shopify and first choice if you really need the control over your website yeah, I've got a couple of clients that use Magento, and uh, once, like you say, it's set up and, and, and working in the background, um, it's it's quite easy to manage. But uh, you can see why people would go with Shopify first of all. Uh, so, Shopify for e-commerce sites, Magento. If you need something more complicated or advanced, is is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I think that's a good guideline. I mean, there's hundreds of options out there, but there's obviously safety in numbers. If there's so many people already using Magento and using Shopify, then they've got the money to keep it all going, to keep it supported, to increase the amount of features. And, you know, if something goes wrong, then everybody knows about it. So it'll be fixed very quickly. And, you know, sort of more customers equals more revenue equals better features. So I'd say definitely go for either Shopify or Magento when you're looking to launch an e-commerce store to migrate your e-commerce store to another platform. So kind of bringing it back to your speciality then, between Shopify and Magento, are they both SEO friendly? Well, Shopify does have some issues. Uh, When you first get started with it, it can cause some duplicate content because there's multiple URLs where you can access the same content. So Google might see uh, the same page, but with different URLs and think that they're different pages and that can cause some SEO issues. And also with the structured data, um, last time I checked, it's actually down to the themes themselves that you choose to actually implement structured data, which is very important for SEO these days and for having a very rich uh, search result. So you need to make sure that your theme handles that properly. And also, you know, there are some SEO plugins, but they're not really needed. You can get away with just using out-of-the-box Shopify as long as you've got a decent theme and you uh, fix some of these uh, issues with duplicate content and multiple URLs. With Magento, it's not so great for SEO. It's good to install an SEO plugin. I think one of the best ones is Magworks, which is M-A-G-E-W-O-R-X. Um, that's very good. Uh, query strings can be an issue on some of the URLs because you can create a lot of duplicate content because of that. The, the default robots.txt file, which Magento supplies, will fix a lot of those issues, but it's best to use an SEO plugin such as Magworks to fix those common issues. It's also um, built in PHP, so it's relatively easy and cheap to customize it if you do need some added SEO features. Um, And it's potential to make the SEO perfect because you can just go into the source code and get the code changed very easily. Good to know. Okay, I love that. So what about some of the uh, the other ones? What about Wix and Squarespace for smaller business? What are they like? They're okay. I mean, they're the modern day GeoCities. It's very, <laughs> very simple. And even though they shout about SEO being one of their biggest features, both of them, they're not actually that great for SEO. They've also got quite weak e-commerce features, but it's okay for a hobby website. If you're only selling one or two products and you don't expect that many sales, then it's okay to go with Wix and Squarespace. But again, it's a software as a service, so you're kind of locked into that. It makes it harder to then migrate across in future to another platform. So if you're planning to sell more than one or two products and have more than one or two orders a month, I'd definitely go down the Shopify route. Or if you really want to customize your site, then go down the Magento route. Brilliant. I think you've summed up everything we were trying to cover in this in this episode, definitely. Um, you know, there is a choice there between, you know, the bigger guys and uh, also the smaller guys where they should be starting out. But, um, you know, if people have any more questions about this sort of stuff, um, what should they do? Is there, is there some more options they can they can discover? Yeah, I mean, there's a great website out there called ecommerceguide.com, which is run by some veterans of the industry, Carl Hendy and Dan Barker. E-commerce guide has a lot of information about the different options for e-commerce platforms, how to implement them and some of the issues that are happening in the industry right now. Um, You can also, of course, contact me directly. I'm on Twitter at Rob Kerry, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you've uh, got about the things that we've mentioned on the show. 
Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. As always, so much information there. But of course, we do want to open it up a little bit. And if, you know, listeners to the show would like to ask any questions, uh, they, they're, they're more than welcome to get in touch. And it might help shape the way the podcast moves forward, I guess. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, they can email the show at hello at ecommerce.fm. That'll come through to both of us and we can feature a question on the show. You can tell us whether you'd like to be anonymous or to have your name mentioned. And yeah, we'll hope to get through everyone's questions over the next few episodes. Fantastic. So just to remember then, that's hello at ecommerce.fm. Get in touch with us and uh, we'll put you on to future episodes. And, and like Rob says, if you rather prefer to remain anonymous, it's absolutely fine by us. It's really about making sure we get the content out there so that it serves you properly. Rob, as always, a font of knowledge. I really appreciate your time today and uh, looking forward to catching up with you next week on the next edition of Ecommerce FM. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. This is Ecommerce FM the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young.